They told me for years there was no money in podcasting. Well, they were all wrong. This is an ambiguous podcast solutions original podcast. A podcast years in the making. Centered around You're listening to Talking with Tarasha with your host and founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Will Tarashuk. Join Will and his guests as they talk about anything and everything under the sun. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Yes, I know I have gray hair. And we are back for another edition of the Talk with Tarashuk podcast, the unknown, unnamed, nonsense edition, where myself, Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, and the man behind the board, Christian Wright, Ask random questions, and we get random answers, and we sidebar from there. And when we come back to center, we ask more questions. So, Christian, how are you, my friend? How you doing? It's been a while. I'm doing well, man. I think it's been, uh, what, about two weeks? A little bit, yeah. Last last time I was here, uh, I was with Joe Malandrino, which was <laughs> a little stressful. It always interviewing your boss is a little stressful. But uh, the week after that, I interviewed, uh, I guess, her boss's boss after that. So it was like three levels up the chain for me. A uh, man who used to work there uh, by the name of Alan Schoenberg. It actually dropped yesterday as of recording this. So that would be about three weeks ago by the time this comes out. Or last week by the time this comes out. So it was very exciting. I just kept going through this trend of interviewing my bosses. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you uh, you, you say it's nerve-wracking to, nerve your, uh, to interview your boss a little bit. And, at you know, I'm not super in tune with uh, the financial... Nasdaq and watching tuning into those kind of things so I looked her up I'm like oh this is like this is somebody I had a celebrity in the studio yeah no she's a real person like yeah like obviously yeah. it's a real person but like no like when it comes to that kind of world like yeah she's a big deal in the Twitter financial world like we were at, a, we were at the conference um, in Miami and you know so many people come up to her it's like and treated her like oh my god I know you from Twitter and Joe's like I have no idea who that is I'm like I don't either so but like, yeah, it's it's that kind of a thing. It's funny. Yesterday, um, do you watch Shark Tank? From time to time. So yeah. we we had Kevin O'Leary on the bald really? guy, Mister Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah <laughs> so we 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 were trying to we were trying to book that for a while, and then all things fell through, or what COVID, or what have you. But we finally had him on, and um, I, it was virtual, so I had to hop on a Zoom call. But like, hey, Kevin, this is Will from Nasdaq. Uh, I just need you to move your cord. <laughs> it's showing. So I, I got to, I got to talk to Mister Wonderful. I'm like, oh, so I'm a celebrity. It's really cool. That's awesome. Speaking of uh, celebrity interviews, I'm on my second one because first Jill Malandrino. But I got a call out of nowhere last week, right? Yep. 2.45. That's good. It's a radio station in where? Nowhere but Utah, right? And they're saying, your studio? I said, yeah. He said, we need an interview. I said, okay. I said, they said, the guy can't come to your house. Can you do remote? I said, okay. The interview is at 4 o'clock. At 3.15, they're still deliberating whether or not they're going to use me, the tracking of the leads. It's really hectic. I'm trying to get my things together. It gets confirmed. They send me the address. I get there. It is no one but Michael Uslan, the guy responsible for all of the Batman films. Really? Yes. And how is he responsible for the Batman films? So this is a, this is an unknown, unnamed nonsense, talking with Tara Shook kind of story. But basically, he was pissed off. He loved Batman from when he was a little kid and comic books. I don't know if you know this, their history and their evolution of how they're taken a lot more seriously. Now they used mm -hmm. to be called funny books. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
and it was it was fodder. It was for children. It wasn't respected as an American literature art form. It's still really not. It's still really not. <laughs> it's still really not. However, with the transition from there back 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 in the day where it was a joke, it was a joke to even suggest a comic book being on TV or in a movie. Right. right. And this guy loved Batman. Loved, loved Batman. 12 years old, 1960, Batman comes on for the first time. He's excited, got his color TV the year before. He tunes in, he realizes 20 minutes in that they're making fun of Batman, that it's not it's not to be taken seriously. It's wham, zam, boom, yeah, bap. A, this is the Adam West Batman. And he's he says, and it's this guy's a phenomenal storyteller, but basically he says in that moment he swore an oath to, his, to himself and his friends in his basement while he's watching Batman that I'm going to remove those words from the collective consciousness of the world, right? So he goes on to college. His professor suggests uh, his, there's a program that comes out to say you could teach a class if it's never been taught before. You just have to get backing from a department. So he goes to the department from a professor, goes to his professor. He says, you say Mercury, I say Flash. You say Zeus, I say Superman. All of the platitudes, all the stories are the same. Comic books are modern day mythology and mythology is accepted. Mm. So he says, OK, I'll back you. Mm. He goes to the dean. The dean's like, you're teaching funny books? You want to teach funny books in my university? And he shuts him down. He gives him two minutes to speak. He cuts him off. And he said, okay, but can I ask you two more questions? He asks him, tell me the story of Moses. And he goes, I don't know what, trying to, what kind of game you're trying to play, young man, but I'll, pl <laughs> I'll play along. So he tells the story of Moses. He says, you know, things were going crazy in Egypt. The, uh, the, uh, the Hebrews were oppressed. They were killing the firstborn. They sent little Moses down in a little basket down the river, raised by Egyptians, raised him as his own. He comes back, becomes a hero. He's like, okay, can you tell me the story of Superman? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah I could tell you. Krypton's about to blow up. <laughs> Krypton's about to be destroyed. They send little, little, little Kal-El <laughs> on, a, on, a, on, a, on a little spaceship. Looks remarkably similar to a wicker basket. Goes to... Uh, <laughs> goes to earth meets the kents raise him as his own and then he comes back and becomes a and he's like he looks at he looks at you know little michael here the guy who's telling his story and he says okay your class is approved so it became an accredited class in 1970 something right that's fucking to, to, te wild. to teach comic books that's wild. so from there he tells the story and this whole interview is on uh it's a uh radio west utah utah uh station and he says it. They laugh him out of movie studios. He first of all, he goes to DC Comics. He purchases. He tries to purchase the rights to Batman. They say, "Look, man, Batman's a joke. He's been a joke for a long time. Nobody cares about Batman. Hollywood doesn't care about Batman. I don't want you to waste your money." He goes, "You can't talk me out of it. Buys the rights. Gets laughed out of every movie studio for the next ten years until the Michael Keaton Batman in 1989. Mm -hmm. And from there." As we history tells, it opened the door for all of the other movies, and they came up with the idea that because the whole idea was for Batman to be respected. Wait, is this the guy who has he has a credit in every single Batman movie? Exactly. He's I a, know who this guy is. I could pull him up. I could yeah, pull up a pull picture. Him up, pull him up. Pull him up. Because I don't know what he actually looks like. So I was watching like um like it was one of those YouTube video essays. And it was like the history of Batman. It was a three-part history of Batman. And this guy came up for like, he was a major part of it because he was the one who saw Batman as a serious character in, in movies. Yeah, he said exactly what you said. He wanted to make it a serious, not just zam, zap, zip, zap, boom, bing, bam, bam, boom. Exactly. He wanted to make like a film noir. 
So he has a credit in every single Batman movie for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Uh, so he's ha- having a little trouble here pulling it up, but I'll pull it up in a second. Yeah. He, um, so he's responsible for basically bringing a joke Batman into the modern era. And they even came up with a narrative because they want Batman to be taken seriously. So they're like, mm-hmm. you know, what, how do we, for people who've never seen a comic before, how do, how do we expect them to take seriously um, a guy who dresses in tights and is, uh, you know, he's, he's dressed like a bat. <laughs> give him bat nipples. And they're like, they're like, oh, you know, the only way is for us to make the story about Bruce Wayne. So they basically gave every other superhero movie the formula on how to do it. He's like every in the interview, he's like Spider-Man really should be called Peter Parker. Iron Man should really be called Tony Stark. So every movie after that followed that followed that formula. And this is Michael Uslan. There he is. Dude, he looks like he loves Batman. Oh man, there's an <laughs> old picture here in Batman. Fucking, fucking nerd. Oh, oh, absolutely. But it's, I mean, he swore an oath at 12 years old, and he made it his life's work. I mean, that's dedication. Respect, respect to that man. I would love to talk to that man. I would love to have him on this podcast. Oh, he's a phenomenal storyteller. I yeah, I bet me and him would gel really well. That's yeah, crazy. Good time. But anyway, that was uh, definitely some unknown nonsense because that's not even one of the questions. No, that's a great story, though. That is a phenomenal story. That's and it okay. Was complete, complete fluke. I got a call. And he was like, the interview's at four. And things were being deliberated. And I didn't know if it was going to happen. And I didn't even know who it was. Put that, I, put that on your resume. I got there. <laughs> and it's this huge house. And I'm like, okay, who is this guy? And, and you know, I've, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. Until he started talking during the interview, I'm over here looking up on my phone. I'm like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy in the picture that's telling these stories right now. This is Batman. <laughs> this is the real Batman. Interesting. And he said, you know, he said that he never expected Batman to come this far and to be a uh, a date movie. It just wasn't respected. He said, I couldn't fathom the idea. Of- yeah, me and my girl had date night. We saw the Batman. Really? Yeah. We, I was like, babe, I want to go see the Batman. She's like, how long is this? Like, it's like three hours. She's like, well, all right. <laughs> Fine. That's true love right there. It's true love. Definitely. But let's... uh. First question. Let's do it. Are you a good cook? Am I a good cook? Are you a good cook? <sighs> that's, that's, that's a tough question to answer because I'm the only one who eats my food. So the oh, fact, that's, that's funny. The fact that I eat it is a good sign. So I know how to cook. Um, I can follow a recipe. I mean, would you not eat it? Would like is that a is that a possibility that you wouldn't eat it if it if it wasn't good like your uh, like your oatmeal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I have, I have thrown. That's a good callback. I have thrown out food I have cooked before because I just like it. I, I, you know, one of I think one of them was I put too much lemon in. I don't remember what I was cooking, but you know, like they put measurements in there for a reason. Sometimes guys like, no, nah, I'll just do this. It'll be fine. And no, it's not fine. It was it was one of those like it was a flavor that was just too overpowering and disgusting. But I would say, compared to other people, no, I am not a good cook. But for myself, yeah, I'm a pretty decent cook. I know how to cook. I, I enjoy cooking for the most part. I like eating what I cook. Um, but I couldn't like I need a recipe. I couldn't just take a bunch of ingredients and go. I'll figure something out like I'm Gordon Ramsay. Right. 
But um, I appreciate good cooking. My buddy Chris and uh, his wife Carly are phenomenal cooks. So, Christian, get a load of this. The three of us used the three of us used to work together, and there was this thing called Meal Pal. Oh, I remember. I remember, you remember Meal, Meal Pal. Pal? Yeah, it was I remember like, Meal Pal. It was like twenty dollars a week, and you could get like three, three or four meals like on a Sunday or like on, a, on, a, on, a, on an app. You go and pick it up, and it's like a regular portion of food. It was good, but prices went up, and I was losing cash. So I'm joking with Chris. I was like, Chris, I would literally pay you guys to cook me lunch every single day. So you got your own. You got your pal. Yeah. You got I, your pal. I called it the C2 meal plan. It was the Chris and Carly meal plan. So mm-hmm. what they would do, they would cook me lunch and bring it in every single day. I was like, Carly would text me in the morning. It's like, by the way, your your lunch is this. I know you have dietary restrictions, so I didn't add this. It's all good. And it was fucking amazing it was the best i miss it so much i would still do it i would still pay them i would walk down to their house every single day for food i would pay them to do it every single day well it's not a uh they're great cooks it's not a bad idea <laughs> if you have if you have friends that are willing to do that i do honestly i would now and then crystal call me like yo what are you doing friday night making pizza come over the guy makes his own dough from scratch the guy makes his own pizza from scratch it's phenomenal so in comparison to them I am a trash cook, but Christian, you strike me as someone who can cook. Um, eh, maybe well, not. Well, let me tell you this: I'm not kind of as you said. I'm not a come in there and just explore. I have ideas, yeah. And when I do cook, it turns out really well. Yeah. The thing is, I'm the type of guy who starts off with a recipe, and then once I've done that recipe, I know what I want to change. I want to. I know what I want to modify. I, I, it personally baffles me that there are bad cooks out there um, because all you got to do is follow instructions. Yeah, like it's not hard. It really isn't hard. I remember when I, when I first graduated college and I moved out, you know, I cooked a lot of pasta because that's the only thing I really knew how to cook. It was pasta, some veggies in the pan, some like meat sauce, and then I put it all together and I had food for a few days. It was great. It's, um, not, it's not it's not rocket science. Some people really have a hard time making good food. Yeah. It's like just... Just follow the instructions. I, I Googled like easy recipes and like I bookmarked them and I pull up on my phone. I still have those bookmarks actually of food I don't cook anymore. Because now I do um I do dinnerly, the delivery food box. So I got I got like three meals in my fridge right now just waiting to be cooked. And they last. They're two portions, so I usually have leftovers and it's it's good. It's fifty bucks a week. And if you're if you're out there and you don't know how to cook and you want to learn how to cook do a meal delivery like a HelloFresh, a Dinnerly, um, a one I can't remember the name of because I, I used it, but I go back and forth. But Dinnerly is probably the cheapest one for the most variety. It's personally, they don't, they're not a sponsor, but I love them. And I use them. They're great. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought MealPal was good, but it was one of those things where I kept not fulfilling it and I was wasting my money. <laughs> oh no! I used it all the time. I worked. I worked in the city every day. Well, the thing was, and, and so did I. It's just like I was. I was working so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was skipping meals. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's one thing to skip a meal, and you know, you skip a meal, and you're like, okay, I mm-hmm. saved money today. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't save money no. today. You, you you lost nutrients. <laughs> yeah, you lost nutrients <laughs> and you lost money because you paid for that. You paid for that meal, pal. Either way. Yeah, dude. There have been times like I, I got a dinnerly order, and I ended up throwing out the last meal because I just didn't cook it in time. I just, just got, either got lazy or I got too busy. Like you said, I was working so hard, I was skipping meals. Um, so I, I work through lunch every single day. 
I don't eat lunch. Typically, I'll eat something. There's another question on here. What's your eating schedule? So go to that one, that one next. What's your eating schedule? So that's the next question. Okay. Um, eating schedule is, I, you know, I eat when I'm hungry, right? I cook when I'm hungry, and I think that's the best way to do it. The whole three-meal structure, to me, is complete bullshit. You think I, it's flawed? I think it's very flawed. I think it's completely made up. Um, well, if we're talking, if we're talking, you know, like realistically, like how we were actually supposed to eat as humans, it should be five small meals a day. What do they call that? The the paleo? There's so many different diets. Paleo? I I it's I forget. It's like the paleo diet or something. Paleo, paleo, paleo. But it's it's probably the best way to eat is you eat when you're hungry, right? It sounds so simple. It sounds so basic. Well, we are creatures of habit, though. Well, here's the thing. I understand the three meal structure because it just it just makes sense. Also, because it makes even more sense if you have kids, right? It makes it makes it, a lot it, more sense. It makes if you have life kids. so much easier. You wake up. Kids need to eat something in the morning. Breakfast is the most important <laughs> meal for a kid. You're like, listen, kid. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not doing. <laughs> we're not doing it the way I do it. When you get hungry, you're gonna yeah. eat at these three different times. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it's just like it's just so you can. It's so you can plan. Like for me, I live alone. I'm legally single. I can eat and do whatever I want. I love how you just made that distinction. Legally single. Yeah, I'm <laughs> legally single. So. When you have kids, when you have kids. I love that. I'm going to start saying that, man. That's yeah, a good no, legally one. single is a great phrase. It's you're a like, great term like, just in case uh, my girl is tuned oh, in. Oh, she tunes into everything. Yeah. Although, she doesn't listen to my wrestling podcast, which is where I get to talk shit, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, legally single, so I can eat whenever I want. But when you have kids, you know, you got to feed them, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> So it's good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's important. And they're very they're very bad at telling you when they're hungry. So you gotta have well, what structure. kind of what kind of kids we're talking about? Are we talking the babies? Bo- both, all kids. Because I feel like kids they're very very talented at telling you they're hungry, like annoyingly so. I I, I guess I mean if, if it's it's only when I'm you hungry. can't feed them, only when you can't feed them, like. You're you're in a car ride in Nebraska and there's no gas station for miles and that's when they, that's when they're hungry. That is when they get hungry. That's when they're hungry. You go. You should have eaten your breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. The, the the I eat I eat when I'm hungry. The female structure I think is bullshit. Mostly, I'll eat one giant meal at the end of the day, um, and maybe something small in the morning like a bowl of cereal, bagel, um, a few eggs, what have you. And then, because I, you know, I work through the day. I'm working with Jill throughout the day. We work straight through lunch, and I can't really eat while I'm streaming live. Right, <laughs> it's kind of difficult. Right, but yeah, I, I eat when I'm hungry, and it works. And I think I'm relatively healthy. Um, I keep my dietary restrictions, and it, I, I fasting. Fasting is big to me. I also believe you should do all of your eating in an eight hour window. There, that's another name of a particular. Uh, that's called intermittent. In, in, intermittent fasting. Yeah, intermittent fasting. I definitely believe in intermittent fasting, and you should not eat after like after eight o'clock. I try not to eat because that's how you that's how you gain weight and how you get fat. Whereas like if you eat something at like eleven o'clock at night and then go to bed, like your stomach is digesting in the middle of the night, and it's just like you did this. It's just very bad for you because most of your digestion should be done when you're awake. Definitely. I think. I'm not a nutritionist. Don't quote me on that. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, my eating habits. I'd love to say that I eat when I'm hungry, but I don't. I I have a bad habit of no ignoring when my stomach starts rumbling because I'm mm. I get very into my work. Me too. And yeah. hours will go by, and I will eat once the freight train hits me. Mm-hmm. And it's like borderline. This is terrible. I'm you know this is going out there. It's like oh this guy he has a problem. Um, I'm sometimes it's like not every day, but some days when I get really caught up in my work, I'll be like lethargic, and it's like. I'm like, I don't even have enough energy to cook. <laughs> that's when that's when uh, sometimes I eat. But I'd say I'm good with breakfast and I'm good with dinner. It's usually lunch that gets mm. that gets skipped mm-hmm. in general. Are you a snacker? Do you snack? I'm not a snacker. I am also not a snacker. I mean, the closest thing for snacks for me is like if I'm in a, a recording studio session and I didn't eat and I know it's going to be a long one, sometimes I'll like – have some pretzels or something. Yeah. Yeah. They, they serve a purpose. Like, I only snack at parties. Like, if I had a family party, it's a bowl of Doritos. I'll eat a shit ton of those Doritos. A bowl of ruffles with some French onion dip. Ugh, the best. My uh, my ex-girlfriend used to get pissed off at me because I wasn't a snacker. Because like, you go into a store and should pick up, like, all the all the goodies. And oh, yeah. I, she's like, you want anything? And I'm like, no. no. She's like, why not? And I'm like, I eat, f- I, I like food. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't I don't want some sun chips or like yeah. I don't I like food. I don't like you know what I'm saying? Like, this I, this is just mouth pleasure. You just want to chew on something. I mean, some people like junk food snacks. Yeah. Like I mean, not that they eat them all the time. Some people like healthy snacks too. Like or I, like snacks in general. Like I I just like I'll it's for, for what? Although every now and every now and then I'll walk into CBS or Trader not Trader Joe's. I live next to a Kings, a Kings supermarket. Uh, and I'll just get that box of plantain chips, and they're salted, and they're delicious, and I'll eat pretty much the whole thing in two and a half days. It's gone. It's a pretty big box, too. Delicious. Mm. If I am snacking, every now and then I'll get some Nilla wafers. I love Nilla wafers. Like, I do have my go-to snacks, but I buy them very, very rarely because it's a waste of money, and it's a waste of food, and it's just like it's not, they're not good for you like at all. Right. So, yeah. Let's uh, make me hungry. I'm going to have to stop and get food after this. Yeah, and the thing is, while we're talking about this, I had not, I have not eaten today. Yeah, I I haven't eaten since noon. I didn't eat today at all. I've been working since this morning. um, Situation where I had thought the session was an hour later than it was. Yeah, that's my bad. Oh, no, no, not this one. Oh, not this one. No, one earlier. All right. And um, I was like, oh, I started scrambling and I didn't eat. So, I, I'm actually just living on coffee right now. See, Alice, I also don't drink coffee. I do yeah. not drink. Can you believe that? I don't drink coffee. Oh, my God. If you did, if you did. If I did, it might be a problem. It's like, I got all this I got all this pent-up aggression and energy and rage in my life. Um, but I don't drink coffee. I'll, I'll, sip, I'll sip Jazz's coffee. Every time she gets a coffee, I have some sips to see if I like it. And, like, six times out of ten, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, coffee. Coffee's a waste of money. You have to like the taste of coffee. Yeah, personally, I cannot call myself, pride myself as a coffee, a real coffee person, because I like I've been negatively conditioned by places like Starbucks, who Mm -hmm. put an obscene amount of sugar. Mm -hmm. I could say when I was younger, I'd probably drink coffee that tastes like coffee. Now it's coffee candy. Although I, I, I will say. 
anytime I go to a diner, I don't care what time of day it is, I get a coffee. Why? It's because it's just, it's just what I do. It's it, does it taste differently or dude? I don't know. Or it's is like, it just like you you obsessed over over old movies with like detectives and I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just like when I'm at a diner, right? I get I get breakfast food, and I get a coffee. Or if, I, if I'm out to eat at breakfast, it doesn't have to be a diner. Like, if it can be like a breakfast place, like an IHOP, I don't consider IHOP a diner. I'll get a coffee at IHOP. Oh, I love IHOP. I love IHOP. It could be three in the afternoon. I'll I get think pancakes I'm getting, and I coffee. I think I'm getting some IHOP tomorrow. Oh. I've been having conversations about IHOP, and for it to come up this much, it's just a sign. Yeah, I drove by it on the way here. I was like, oh, I kind of want some IHOP. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Christian, we can go get IHOP another day. Next question. Do you consider aging a disease? I... I'd say it is because this is this is this is what I would say. I'd say it is a disease because rich people, actors, celebrities, they can afford and have the resources to slow down that that process. They eat special products, special medicine, and they there's actors that are 60s that, that are in their 60s that look like they're 40 years old. It's just a, it's about quality of life. You know, you know how old Paul Rudd is? And stress. Yeah. How old is Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd's like in his mid late 50s. Pull up a picture of Paul Rudd. He's like in his mid 50s and he looks like he's still 30. Like he hasn't aged a day. It's unbelievable how good he looks. And to your point, you know, he always probably has good genetics, but yeah, to your point, he can afford a healthy lifestyle. Right? And I, a lot of it comes down to stress. Yeah, that too. Less stress. Look at him, gorgeous. He's a beautiful man. How old is this guy? Now go go to go to let's go see to Google let's search. See, let's guess. see how old. I'm gonna guess fifty six. Fifty six. Fifty six. I'm guessing. Scroll I'm gonna down. I'm gonna say fifty two. Let's see. Let's get rid of this. Get rid of this twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd search. age. Paul Rudd. 53. 53. Ah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Oh, he, was born, he was born in Pasek? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of famous people from Jersey. Hell yeah, dude. We're up in New Jersey. So yeah, is aging a disease? You know, this really comes from, I believe his name is David Sinclair. He's been on Rogan multiple times, which I heard of him and he got the idea from so, me. That so is an age expert? Uh, a, a aging? I, I guess an aging expert. My, I guess... Is it a disease? Because not every not every celebrity actually some celebrities like not, age not, terribly. Like not every celebrity gets work done. Some of them are yeah. just living great lives, free of stress, millions of dollars, and they work when they want. I mean, you make twenty million dollars off a film, you do one film. You're stressed for a very short time period. Yeah. Maybe maybe it takes six months to make the a year. But then you chill for a bit. Aging, aging is definitely a a process, right? And it can be it can be rapidly, uh, quick or it can be slowed, depending on your lifestyle choices, et cetera, et cetera. But to call it a disease might be a stretch. Well, it is terminal. It is it is terminal, <laughs> but like is, it's a terminal disease. Is it really? It gets everybody. Can it be a disease? Again, that's not the point. Can it be considered a disease if everybody? Every living thing, like even plants age, right? Trees age. Everything on this planet, rocks age, right? Like sediment things. Everything ages. But rocks don't die. Yeah, they're you're not. You're telling me rocks have a disease, but they age. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, you want to you like, you, you do this thing where we look up the definition of a disease? Yes, yes, <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. 
let's see let's see if we could because this this might put an end to it before it's even started realistically let's let's see what we got here yeah google disease throw up throw up on the screen what we got here all right a disorder of structure or function in a human animal or plant okay so rocks don't count uh especially one that produces specific signs or symptoms or that affects a specific location is not simply a direct result of physical injury. Okay, so a specific location. Earth. I don't know. I'm just saying like what like part- a, Like a disease breakout. Like an epidemic, a pandemic. Like if, if you have like – I have Crohn's, right? That's an intestinal disease. That is a disease from my intestines. Cancer, like brain cancer, is a brain disease. Okay, so it affects a specific location. They're not referring to pandemics. They mean a, a particular part of the body. Right. But COVID, is a, it, COVID is, it was a disease that affected respiratory. It was a respiratory uh, oh, disease. Okay. Right? So pandemics, yeah, that's that's a disease. You know, like even um, like arthritis is a disease that affects your joints. What if you, what if you have a muscle degenerative disease? That, that could be considered kind of everywhere. But I guess... That, that's, it's, that's, it's that, still, that's targeted it's still, towards the muscles. It's still specific. What does aging target? Like, all of those diseases are symptoms of aging. Right. So I'm really trying to fight for this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence. That's why I'm stuck. I don't know what to fucking think. Like I, like, I like the idea of thinking it is a disease because diseases can be cured or at least treated. Is there treatment for aging? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's going to get you. You're fucking done, son. It's gonna happen. You can slow the <laughs> disease through a process, but it's it's gonna get you. Like you you are born with this terminal disease that's called aging. Now, David Sinclair is a researcher who tries to fight back against aging. I think his goal is he wants to reverse aging to the point where you stop aging to an extent. Which to me sounds like a sci-fi movie. It's like a Batman movie. Do you know that there's a Immortality is possible. We just haven't figured out how to do it for humans. Did you know that? Well, who, what is immortal? I guess rocks. No, 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 no. A living thing. What do you got? What's, I guess, what? So, I mean, I, and I could pull the, I could pull this up too. But yeah, pull it up. It is, um, there's a specific jellyfish that never dies. It just, it regenerates. It, like, I don't even think it actually ever dies. It might regenerate itself. But it, it technically never dies. It's the same jellyfish. So, like, if you, like, sharp a shotgun, would it die? Well, I don't know if you... <laughs> if, if, okay, so immortality in the sense where you're not trying to kill right. it. Right, so it, it, it won't naturally die on its own. It doesn't die of... It, it can't die of natural causes. All right, so, okay. So, in, in that case... So, you know what? I'm actually... I'm going to pull that up. It actually... I don't know what the scientific term is. Yeah, so if there's a cure... Oh, oh, it looks like it actually... It actually resets when it's damaged. The immortal jellyfish that resets when damaged. And this is the name of it. Uh, this uh, yeah. thing go, that go, go I, I, want, I want to hear you try to pronounce. No, this. you don't. <laughs> hey, scroll down. Okay, the the tur. Dude, no. <laughs> the turiposis dornil dorni. I don't know why I got L. Do- There's no dor- L in there. The turret turret teratopsis dornil. Okay. All right. Dorney. There's no, there's no L. Oh, that's not an L. That's not an L. That's not an L. Teratopsis Dorney. It's Italian. Teratopsis Dorney. Yeah. Got me in a godfather in me. I'm Italian. I can do that. It's okay. Um, yeah, aging. Is aging a disease? I, I like 
I like to think of it as a yes, but I just like. Oh, it officially is the only immortal creature. So yeah, there you go. I think it's a cop out to, to call it a disease. I think it's cheating. A cop out in what sense? Because it's like it's not fair, right? It's like I don't want to. I don't want to have a. I don't want. I don't want another disease. <laughs> I already got a few. I got asthma. I got anxiety, OCD. Is it, is anxiety a disease? No. Anxiety is a mental disorder. It's not a disease. Well. Asthma is a disease. I think depression is considered a disease. They consider alcoholism a disease, so it's addiction. Addiction's a disease. It's the, it's the brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. If, if someone's like, listen, anxiety is a disease, I'm not going to be like, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> right? Like, whatever. Fine. You consider a disease a disease. But aging, I don't know. That's tough. I'm mean, interested to see what the comments say about this one. Do you consider aging a disease? And David Sinclair, man, listen to his what, What's his take? He No, he a thousand percent calls it a disease. He, <laughs> okay. He says it fits every criteria of a disease. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, but it's like, it's not something you can. Except, except the criteria of the definition itself. I guess. Like, cause like cancer's a disease. You can, you can track and locate the cancer through a tumor or wherever it is in the body, right? So you know what you're attacking. There's no physical thing behind aging. Right. Right? Like, there's no physical symptoms other than other diseases. Right. No, there's no symptoms. I mean... That or it's the ultimate disease. Hmm. All right, next question. Yeah, all right, that's an interesting one, right? That's a bit of a bit of a head scratcher. Next question. What's the best streaming service? Oh, that's a good question. What's the best? Okay, let's run through. I I feel like we we have to. We got to speak to. What do you define as best? The most content, or are we talking about quantity or quality here? Um, because if it's about quantity, that's easy. YouTube is YouTube's the best then. Well, I, I, I was referring to like Netflix, the Hulu's, the Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So like, so, okay, let's, let's define streaming service. Um, it's something you have to pay for. That's the criteria I'm going to go by. Cause like e- 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 there's red. I mean, YouTube, I, mean, I guess YouTube, what is it, YouTube red, YouTube, it, YouTube TV, YouTube TV or whatever. All right, so if you want to consider YouTube TV, but that's like if I'm gonna include all of YouTube, but but again, free, the stuff on YouTube TV, I don't, I I haven't delved really, I no, haven't dived I don't do, into I don't it. Do YouTube TV. I haven't dived into it, so I'm not even sure if they actually have shows or if it's just movies. But in terms of what I watch the most, in terms of streaming, it's YouTube, hands down, it's fucking YouTube. I watch more YouTube, but that's not even fair. That's not even fair. Right? It's free. Well, it's, right? it's free, and, 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 and YouTube and, has been around since like 2006. Well, so is Netflix. No, Netflix wasn't out. That Netflix is 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 ne- Netflix was a was a like, it was block, a, but, uh, yeah they tried to block, but it was it was it was mail order DVDs. But I'm we're talking about streaming though. Right. Okay. As a streaming service, Netflix probably popped. Ne- off Netflix is new. 2009. Like YouTube is like the grandfather. Yeah, gets grandfathered in. So if if we include YouTube, I'm saying YouTube gets the one I watch the most. Right. Right. So how I'm defining best is 
what, what I watch like. the most. <laughs> yeah, of course. Best is what it's it's subjective. Like what, what's the answer to this? There isn't one, right? This is strictly an opinionated question. Oh, like, for sure. Like most of these questions. Like if I'm just gonna go stuff you pay for, I'm gonna go HBO Max. I think HBO Max is a phenomenal service. Hmm. I mean, they're 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 great. One of the biggest reasons why there's an argument to be made is that with this new pandemic world that we live in, you got movies in the theaters that you could just stream I on think, HBO. I think it's Warner Brothers yeah. they're partnered with. Yeah, no, Warner Brothers owns HBO. Right, and and you you could uh, Disney movies and Warner Brothers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an argument to be made, but not nearly as many titles. Well, as the other, they're getting up there, but not nearly as many titles as Amazon, as Netflix, even arguably Hulu, HBO Max versus Hulu. The one thing I will say about HBO Max is that their new content, for the most part, is very, very hit or miss. Like, they'll have every now and then, like, like Euphoria is great. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big hit for them. You know, Bill Maher has been on there forever, who I watch. I love Bill Maher. John Oliver is on his like his ninth or tenth season. He's been on there a while. He's great. Game of Thrones ended, so that was a big hit for them. You can go back and watch the old Game of Thrones, like The Wire is still great to watch. The what? Sopranos. Sopranos is still great to watch. Oh, you you're real Italian for saying it that way. Like Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you don't uh, say Sopranos, you say Sopranos. I give I give HBO Max the edge because of their older contents, like. Jazz and I have been watching all the Final Destination movies because I've never seen them. They're all on HBO. Like I want to, I want to watch Why the is Mummy. That? That's such a Netflix title. Why is that on HBO? Because dude, I mean, because Final Destination. Come on, it's because, not. It's, dude, like, Final Destination it? isn't. Is it? Who owns it? Who Who made the movie? There's, if Warner Brothers made the movie and owns the movie, that's why it's on Netflix. Because they have the library. They have. They own so much. HBO can have so much stuff on there. Because their parent company owns so much. However, we're in the modern era where movie houses aren't winning. W- streaming is winning. Yeah, of course. So, historically, with all the stuff that Warner Brothers owns, for sure. But in the new age, you know, you got Netflix produced. You got Netflix originals, Amazon originals, Hulu originals, Peacock originals peacock sucks i hate peacock oh my god i i joined i i did a free trial of peacock just to watch the new uh modern fresh prince of bel-air that's fair which was which was all right season finale sucked but everything else in between. well if this if this question was asked a few years ago i would have said the wwe network oh boy uh because <laughs> i know super niche but as a wrestling fan it was perfect Absolutely. If you ask any Mark out there who likes wrestling, who was described to the network, they will tell you how much they miss it because it got bought by Peacock. They Peacock paid them a billion dollars, or NBC paid them a billion dollars. That's a power move. I'm all, serious, all dude. The, all I, the wrestling I'm not, fans. I'm not exaggerating. All it the was wrestling a fans. Billion would... dollar deal, and they absorbed the network. All of the content from the network has been streamlined over to Peacock. It just it sucks because what the network was was incredibly organized, specifically tailor-made for wrestling. So, like, say, Christian, you wanted to watch WrestleMania 17 on the WWE Network, but you wanted to watch a specific match, like the ladder match, which is super famous. What the network did was you would play the video, 
and you could skip from from match to match through like, pretty much through chapters, like a scene selection built into the streaming service, right? Which no other platform has. So when they merged over to Peacock, they couldn't take that feature in there because it wasn't coded into their platform, and they're not going to do that because it only really works for wrestling. So instead, if I want to go find that ladder match, I have to fast forward and hope I get it right. So. I would have said WWE Network because it was just perfect, but I can't because Peacock bought them, so fuck Peacock. I would... I'm, I'm going to say Netflix. Netflix is king. I'm going to say Netflix just because Netflix is the Uber of streaming. Even yeah. when, and I, I, I've driven Lyft. Every, even when people are in, in my Lyft, they say, I'm in an Uber. They're on the phone. Where are you doing? I'm in an Uber. In Uber. Yeah. And I'm no, like, you're right. And I'm like, man... I don't even like this job, <laughs> but 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 say that you were in a lift. <laughs> Respect my title. <laughs> Uber denied me. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Netflix is Netflix is probably because they were the visionaries. Yeah. I mean, excluding YouTube, but YouTube wasn't thinking about shows and movies. Well, YouTube is they also- they weren't thinking about that. YouTube- they YouTube is a newcomer to the block when it comes to to movies and television shows. They just added that. YouTube is also a platform that is only content made by others. Right? Like in like individual and anyone can do it. D- they're not anyone there yet. Do they it. don't have YouTube originals yet. I mean, they they probably do, but their bread and butter is people. Yeah. Right? Like I can't upload my podcast to Netflix. They have to buy it. Mm-hmm. So that that's another distinction between YouTube and the rest of streaming services. Where YouTube is readily available to everybody, right. as opposed to like Netflix, they have to buy it. I I still love Netflix. You know, I'm still subscribed to Netflix. I still watch Netflix. However, Netflix has a very poor business model. It was an excellent business model for its time because it was brand new, it was affordable, and everyone wanted to be on Netflix. However, the one thing they don't have is the rights to old content, which is the one up. That a Hulu, an Amazon, or as specifically a Warner Brothers and HBO have, because they have their library of a hundred years of stuff to put on. Like iRobot is on HBO, and I can't wait to rewatch iRobot with Will Smith. Right. But like that won't be on Netflix because Netflix doesn't have the rights. So HBO has that double one-two punch. Of the old stuff, they for got they like had they had the originals and the original stuff for people who care about original content. Netflix doesn't have that, which is why their business model is going to fail because it costs so much to produce these shows. Well, they do acquire. It takes them a while, though. Yeah, but they're they're stuck in they're stuck in. They have to make more deals that aren't already done. Yeah, and they're stuck in the subscriber model. The only way Netflix can make money. Is through subscribers. That's it. That's it. Because they they acquire the rights to a lot of movies and cult following TV shows. Yeah. But like I guess the Bad. point. The po- yeah, I mean that's huge. But that but that contract- and that and that was originally we know that was an AMC show. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was originally on Amazon. Like Sopranos was originally on Amazon Prime. No, it's it was also no, not, well, not originally. It was originally it was, it was, originally, it was also, originally on HBO. It was also on. Also it was also on Amazon be able to watch on Prime, That's right? Because it was uh, we all know it was HBO. Yeah, but they, but, had, they had, had, had so it's funny how these Amazon. these streaming platforms they make power moves. Yeah, they said, oh, like I I was very 
very upset when um the show twenty four, which was a Fox yeah, show. It's Fox. It was on Prime. Um, actually, no. No, it was. It was. It was on, it was on Prime. It was. It was on Prime. It was on I Prime. watched a few seasons on Prime. And I, I've watched that show t- too many times to count. It's on Hulu now. And it moved to Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. And it was at that moment where I subscribed to Hulu. Yeah. You know, power moves that that a lot of these streaming services make. But now we're going off on a tangent. Like, I'm telling you that that older content is just as valuable, if not more valuable, if not more valuable than new content. People love their member berries, which is why Paramount Plus for me is a sleeper. Because they have all of Nickelodeon, and they have so much. Like Paramount owns a shit ton of stuff as well, so there's a lot of cool stuff on Paramount, and they have a deal with South Park where only new stuff for South Park goes on Paramount. So like they have stuff to work out there, but there's so many services out there I can't buy all of them. There's only so much password sharing you can do. But for right. me, it's HBO and YouTube. That's what I watch the most of. That is appointment television for me. Right. Um, I feel like we need to laugh a little bit. All right, we can do one more, one more question. Should we free the nipple? Ah, oh, fuck yeah, we should free the nipple. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, free the nipple. <laughs> you know, I, I you know what? we don't we don't have these these issues in other countries. They respect the nipple. They give the nipple the respect it deserves, and it's not a crime like public nudity. You know, there's new beaches, all types of things. Yeah. I had a whole rant to go on when I wrote this question down, but I completely forget what it was. Um, but you know, like I saw, I saw a woman on the Fourth of July. Uh, we went, we we went to the Ellis Island and Liberty Island CSF Ludic, so we've ever been there. And on the ferry back, waiting in line, this woman was just breastfeeding, just titty out, breastfeeding, whole titty out, whole titty out. It's nice, it's nice. Uh, but like the oh, the fact that that's frowned upon is utterly insane to me. Like we hate nipples so much, we're gonna deprive you your right to feed your child. Yo, the baby gotta eat. The baby, baby gotta, gotta eat. eat. The baby gotta eat. Baby gotta eat. Baby gotta eat. And don't tell anyone this chick was hot. She was a very attractive female. Yeah, and the the baby was getting his meal. Yeah, but I was I was just like, this baby looks a little old to be breastfeeding. So like, <laughs> so like, so like, I I turn the jazz. I go, how old do you think babies are when they get teeth? And I she's mean, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a woman. I'm not, you know, we're not women, so we we probably don't know. They they probably know, but what is the age where you where a woman stops breastfeeding? Like, how old is the child? That's probably when they start teething. Because I mean, we've seen it in films where they make jokes about it, where like yeah, there'll be like old. a five-year-old, yeah. a six-year-old, yeah. and it's just like, come here, ma. <laughs> you know, type of thing. But uh, you know, we could look that up. We could look that up. Yeah, that's fine. But free the nipple. Yeah, we should totally free the nipple. Like nipples are fine. Nipples are great. No problem with nipples. But uh, the there was this whole. I really wish I remembered this rant I wanted to go on because there was this whole like. Oh, I remember what it was. We were watching a Jubilee video. Oh, my God. I looked this up. It says it's up to you. What do you mean? Oh, for when to stop breastfeeding a kid? It's, it's, up, it's up to the parent. Well, I mean, what mean, duh. I'm not saying that there should be a law around when well, you no, breastfeeding a kid. Well, no, of course there isn't a law, but, you know. Like, there's no recommendation. There's just... no recommendation. It says, you know, gradually introduce appropriate foods after six months while continue to breastfeed for two years. Here's the, here's the important part. Or beyond. All right, so yeah, two years sounds right. So this baby was definitely under two years old because I was just like, that's what made me think, you know, when did the baby start teething? She's like, why do you ask? I go, oh, no reason. I'm just, I'm just wondering. 
She's like, she's like, where did this question come from? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, I think I think we should free the nipple. Free the nipple, man. Free the nipple. You know, free the if, if, if I mean, but here's okay. I mean, the thing is, like, here's like the thing. women get women get sexualized extremely, but that's that's because of the way things like you know keeping the the, the nipple under lockdown. Okay, I remember. So if what would what would happen if we freed the nipple, right? Well, so, first men wouldn't know how to act. That's the first thing that would exactly. happen. Exactly. But here's the thing. All of the all of the reasons why you shouldn't free the nipple would all be temporary. You know, there's a, there's a theory that you know uh, assaults would go up. Yeah, I was going to say sexual assaults would, would probably go up. Here's the thing: all of those things, but maybe not. No, no, they would. I think I definitely believe well, they because would because they they say that confidence. People think that women that women that dress more provocative, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Are actually more the victim of assault, but it's actually the ones that are covered up. That's a, that's a that's a statistic for you. I I believe that. It's because predators they prey on the less confident, and a woman who got her you know she got her her she's just loud and proud. Just breastfeeding on an island and waiting on for a ferry. They're like, oh, she doesn't you know this woman gives no fucks. I'm yeah. not gonna mess with her. Yeah. You know. So, but anyway, you were saying. But uh, assaults. Uh, uh, um, allegations and harassment, catcalling, would sky, that would sky fucking you- sky to the fucking moon. But here's the thing: after a certain amount of time, maybe a month, not a month, maybe a few, <laughs> maybe 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 a, a maybe a few months to a year, that number is gonna plummet to nearly zero because it's gonna be normalized. Oh, eventually, it, it, what if you became numb? To titties. Like eventually, eventually, people would just get used to it. And it would be normalized, and it would be like, like about the lockdowns. People were like, oh, this would never happen. It's just people are gonna start rioting, and never happened because people just got used to it. They accustomed to it. We adapt. I'm not comparing nipples to lockdowns. Let me make that very clear. It's a very different thing. But the sentiment is the same. That like cat calling, like hey honey, like stuff like that, skyrocket. But eventually, it would just plummet, and it would never be an issue again. It would just never be a factor. It would never be a problem. It would never be an issue. It would be completely normalized. So yeah, you should totally feed a nipple because, yeah, it might you might have short term hurt for a long term gain. Like women would be, might be more confident with themselves and their bodies eventually with freeing the nipple. You know, I, I love that the female perspective on that. I can't speak for women. Um, but- Not to mention the, the health effects. Bras are not good for women. They like I've heard I've heard extensively about this. Oh, they they do keep your breasts nice and perky. They though. do keep them. That's 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 like, have, have that's you, have the you, advantage. Have you seen Have you seen titties in like native tribes in Africa that have never been supported? Never been supported. <laughs> like they're they're thirty and the nipples are touching their knees. That's the advantage. But the wiring, um, and also it back problems would go up. Probably, yeah. Back Probably. problems. We got. We see. We got to look at all the facts. I mean, some some women. I mean, honestly, most. I think a lot of women would not free the nipple. I think they would just keep it. Still keep it because some women love bras. Some women love having bras for that support and the back, especially if you have. Especially if you have a nice, heavy pair of knockers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, free the nipple. I a thousand percent. I a thousand percent support, ladies. Ladies, if you want to walk on my street, titties out. I don't care. I don't care. Here's the thing too. 
What if they're like 88 years old? Oh, no see, one wants to see that, no, dude. But you know what? You you can't. The, now we're we're opening the door for age discrimination lawsuits. No, if you feed a nipple, that includes all nipples. But that's it, what I'm saying. You can't wrong. you can't discriminate. Like if you if you're at the gym on the treadmill, and you want to feed a nipple. Like you know, guys run shows on the treadmill, and it's it's like annoying. Yeah, it's like you're a douche. Like a guy a guy topless in the gym is just like, all right, bro. All right, I see you. But a girl topless in the gym, that gym would be the most popular gym in town. Well, I mean, that would be a hassle for her. Yeah, be a nightmare. That's just a lot of things just fl- flying all over the place. Yeah. yeah, but the the idea that like this isn't allowed because of like yeah my my, my tan lines too those are not allowed like that's not allowed because like I feel like your your Puritan bullshit religious Catholic historical context that kind of stuff is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's really stupid, in my opinion. Purity's a lie. All right, Christian. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Ah, uh, that's that's it for today. All right, we had, we had, we went we went kind of long. But we asked four questions. Three, yeah, four questions. Yeah, it's probably that long uh, Batman story in the beginning. That took about that took about ten minutes. Hey, man, that was totally worth it. And we'll be back next week. Next week we have a guest. We have a virtual guest, my friend, Mister YLP from the Young Lions Perspective podcast, which is on Wrestle Addicts Radio, which is part of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. You can see that you can see like the whole web here. Building up. He is a great wrestling podcaster. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. So that's going to be great. That's coming to you next week. But this has been a Talking with Tarashek podcast, the unknown, unnamed nonsense edition. My name is Will Tarashek. That's T as in Thomas, A R A S H U K. It's right there on the window logo. Right there. You can see it. Tarashek. Follow us everywhere podcasts can be found iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Give us support. If you want to ask your own questions on this podcast, Email me at will at APSpodcast.com. It's will at APSPODCAST.com. And your questions will be added to the giant list of 130 questions and counting, Christian, and counting. Yes, all that. Your questions are also welcome, Christian. Don't forget that. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, your plugs, where we can go. That's it. Uh, this has uh, been an APS podcast brought to you by Cube Recording Studios. Live streaming, audio, video, we take care of it all. That's it. And remember to check out all of our other podcasts with interviews, such as my boss, Joe Malandrino, my cousin, Michael Tarachuk, uh, other of my friends, other authors, serial entrepreneurs, life coaches, all that in the archives, anywhere podcasts can be found. Like us on TikTok, Instagram for smaller bits, funny, silly, ridiculous versions of this long-form podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, y'all take care.